Hello, and welcome to the Food Freedom Body Love Podcast. I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a licensed registered doctor of naturopathic medicine and the creator of the Food Freedom Body Love Method, a system for helping both adults and children make peace with their bodies, weight, and relationship with food so they can pursue health in the most relaxed and enjoyable way. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking about being in your body versus being in your head. Or another way to think about it is being in your body versus being in thoughts about your body. And these are two dramatically different experiences to be having. And I'm going to break this up into two parts just to keep it digestible and um, consumable. I know everybody's overwhelmed and, and there's a lot going on right now. So first part today is going to be all about this concept that there's two states of being because a lot of people don't even realize they're they're often oscillating between being in their body and being in their head, being in their body, being in their head um, and not even realizing it. Or very often what I see, especially in women, is that they spend the majority of the day in their head in thoughts about their body. And um, so we're going to talk about that. And then the next episode, which should air on Thursday of this week, um, is going to be all about knowing why it's important to spend more time in your body and how to get there. So something that's just like a little bit more actionable. That's what we're doing today. I'm excited to say that I had a great response to the request for, for live podcast sessions. I like, you know, it's one of those things where I put it out there and super excited that there was such a good response. I already have five recordings booked. So five sessions booked. Um, but one of the women messaged back when I confirmed her and said, ah, nerve wracking. And I said, you know, same, (laughs) like (laughs) I feel the same sister. I hadn't really thought about the fact that I'm going to be doing live sessions with people and what that might mean or what that might look like for me. So it's going to be interesting. I'm not exactly sure. I'll keep you updated on when those will start airing. Um, I just finally hired a, a sound editor. I've never done that before and got some new equipment and stuff. So hopefully the quality of this podcast is going to go up. I'm not sure if you noticed, but the cover art has been redone. Um, And over on Instagram, I'm going to be doing just like a quick little, I've got a couple of different versions of new podcast cover art for people to vote on. So if you want to hop over there, uh, Food Freedom Body Love, I'd love to hear what you think. Um, Yeah, so just some exciting stuff. And And I do feel that these sessions are going to be incredibly helpful. There's something, there's one thing to be taking information in, and then there's another level to learning when we hear someone processing through information and how it applies to them. And there's so much that we can relate to and learn from in these conversations. And I think that I've got a really nice, for the first five or six, do I have six? For the first handful of episodes that I'm going to do, there's a nice variety of concerns. So I'm excited to see. I'm just going to go with the flow. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what the end result is going to be, but I'm going to go with the flow. So stay tuned for that. Uh, But on to today, in your body or in your head. Okay, so I want to kick this off with a story, an experience that I had this fall of being 
you know, in my body and then getting pulled into my head, into thoughts about my body. I told it in a newsletter, I believe this fall, but I haven't told it on the podcast. And it's just, anyway, I'll just tell it. I feel like most people have had this type of experience. So it was early September and like the second week of September, I had come off of a three-week holiday in August and it was a great holiday. It's like we go out to this island where I'm from on the east coast of Canada and we're active, but not like I am here. You know, it's like swimming and biking and a little bit of walking. Um, we eat great food, but we also have lots of wine and ice cream and and extras. You know, nothing nothing crazy, but just it's it's just a little bit more indulgent, I would say. It's more restful, it's more relaxing, it's more indulgent and to me, those holidays, whether they're in the summer or over Christmas or in the middle of the winter, whenever these holidays are, um, are, are nourishing me on sort of a mental, emotional level. And I just really feel like they're super important to my overall level of nourishment. Um, but they're more indulgent. And as I get older, I notice an effect on my digestive system and my energy levels. And it feels really good for a few weeks. And then all of a sudden I start to feel like, oh, you know, I start to feel a little different in my body. My body feels sluggish. Like I said, my digestive system, my stomach in particular starts to hurt. Too much coffee. That's the other one I should mention. We drink a lot of coffee. There's a lot of like sitting around, enjoying conversation, chatting, and it just involves like way more coffee than I normally drink. So anyway, stomach starts to hurt. So I came back to um, the city where I live and we're getting back into the swing of things with school and just getting back into a routine. Again, nothing insane or intense, just sort of that shift, right, of getting back on track in terms of exercising the way I normally do, eating the way I normally do, drinking the amount of coffee that I know is better for my body, same with alcohol, all of those things, like just getting back to normal. And it was feeling good. It just was like that, that getting back into that routine felt amazing. Um, and I was working really hard, which I also miss. Like when I start to feel a bit off in my body, it's also because I'm missing the routine of work and productivity. And so that was feeling really good. And I was getting into the habit of working for a good chunk of the day and then eating my lunch and going for a walk downtown. And I would just go for a walk downtown and pick up a cup of tea and came, come home and get back to work before the kids came home after school. And, it, you know, it just felt so good. It was one of those crisp fall days that was just like a little bit cool, but beautifully sunny. And I went for a walk downtown and I got my cup of tea and I was walking home to get back to work. And I just felt so good. I was like, in my body. I felt great. I felt strong. I felt fit. I could feel this level of vitality re-emerging after, you know, a different phase, after that vacation phase. Um, this energy coming back to me. My body just felt great. I was like walking. I was outside. I think it's just a feeling of like vitality. I don't know how else to explain it, but I just felt amazing. And so I'm walking home and I go past an interior design shop that's on my way home and there was some neat stuff in the window so I stopped to look. And in the process of like looking in that window of the store, my reflection came back to me, right? So the first thing I saw was not through the window but the reflection in the window. 
And it was incredible. It was like I went from feeling so amazing to feeling panic and, um, I mean, dread is maybe not the right word. I felt panicked. I felt gross. I felt uh, frumpy just from seeing my reflection. And essentially all I was seeing was that my shape, you know, I'm 5'4", I'm short, I'm a round person, I'm a medium-sized person, but I'm rounder than, you know, the cultural ideal. I'm shorter than the cultural ideal. I have short legs. Um, I'm just like a stubbier, shorter, rounder person. Right. And I know that it's not like I don't know that it's not like I haven't worked to make peace with that. I have. I absolutely have. But in that moment, that reflection just caught me. And what it did was it pulled me out of my body where I was feeling very, very good. I was feeling vital and energetic and healthy and happy and content. And it pulled me into thoughts about my body. It pulled me into compare and despair all the ways that my body's not, it was a split second, but it's like all the ways that my body doesn't measure up or match the ideal, right? And what's so interesting about that is that the feelings that I were having, that I was having, the feelings of panic and um, distaste and disappointment were manifesting as like, like that feeling of ugh or frumpiness, I was taking anxiety and worry and thoughts and they were turning into actual body feelings. And so this I just want to point out because the work that I do is not about eliminating the moments where we where we pivot in between being in our body and being in our head. It's about integrating the two. And it's also about shifting overall what it feels like to be in thoughts about our body, which I think for the most part I do do. But it's also about understanding that sometimes these very deeply ingrained or conditioned thoughts about our bodies are still going to pop up. And how do we manage that? And how do we get back into our body in those moments? How do we get out of the panic and the dread and the disgust and back into our body that's actually feeling physically quite good? Um, so I was able to get back into my body fairly quickly, but it was like, boom, it was, whoa, it was something that I hadn't experienced in a long time. And it really stood out to me. Like it was so crystal clear, the difference, the actual reality of what it feels like to be in my body. And then all of a sudden how that can change so quickly because of the thoughts that I'm having. My body hasn't shifted at all, right? My body's the same, <laughs> same old body. Split second later, I'm feeling completely different in that body. So I just want to reiterate that a big part of the work I do is working to shift the way that we view bodies in our own minds. So to increase the flexibility that we have in what constitutes a good body and an attractive body and a desirable body. So that's a big chunk of the work I do. But I'm not going to talk about that too much right now because what I'm talking about is the experience that I had of flip-flopping between being in my body and feeling what it feels like from sort of like the deepest part of me from the inside out versus being in an automatic or conditioned thought. And that's something that can pop up in anyone regardless of how much work they've done. But it's also basically the state of being for most people who haven't done any work 
when it comes to body image or the way that they feel. For anyone who hasn't done any exploration into the way that they feel about bodies and beauty and weight, if you've never done any of this work or if you've done very little of it, that's basically the state that you're in almost all the time. And I would say that the women that I work with when we first start, they're either um, pivoting or oscillating between the two, between being in their body and being in thoughts about their body. Or sometimes people are spending almost all of their time in negative, judgmental thoughts that they have about their body. And again, the reason that this is so painful is because we have been trained to direct all of our bad feelings at our body and believe that it it is our body's fault. And so it's very common for us to mistake those panicked, disappointed, yucky, thought-based feelings that we have and to turn them or transition them into believing that they're coming from our body, that they're proof that our body is wrong. Um, And the only thing I'll say to that is that women of all sizes and shapes have these thoughts and feelings and have these, you know, and direct them to and through their bodies. And that when we start to shift those thoughts, um, their bodies feel much better. And again, the other, the other proof is that we can move so quickly in between these states, right? And again, our body hasn't changed that quickly. Another example is um, uh, this happens when people start to take care of themselves. It even sometimes happens when people start to diet and they start to do something that they believe is shifting their body. And within a day or two or three days, they feel completely different in their body. And the reality is that their physiology hasn't changed that much. Their biology hasn't changed that much. Their weight and shape hasn't changed that much, if at all. What's really changed is the thoughts that they're having about their body, that they're giving them, because they're in a state that they feel better about, they're giving themselves permission to feel better in their bodies and to allow that feeling to come through. And so my goal is always to help people get there without needing to engage in behaviors that could actually result in a really bad outcome, like binge eating or more emotional eating or weight gain or, you know, whatever that happens to look like. So before we get there, though, like I said, I'm going to I'm going to get into that a little bit more in part two, sort of like the actionable side of it. For today, I just really want to make sure that we're crystal clear on why it feels so bad often when we move from being in our body to into thoughts about our body and what happened in that moment for me. Um, Just because I think it's really good to get super clear on what we're doing and what's happening. So what's what happened for me in that moment is that I went from feeling amazing in my body, right? I was feeling good. I was feeling healthy. I was feeling vital. I was feeling I liked the outfit that I had on that day. So I was feeling put together and attractive. And when I saw my reflection, and to be clear, again, I know that my reflection is it is not so, so, so far off the cultural ideal, but it is, it is off. It's several degrees off. Like I said, I'm shorter, I'm rounder, I'm stockier than the cultural ideal. And so what happens in that moment, what I see happening with other women is that we have been taught through movies and TV and magazines and advertising and all of the imagery that goes along with those things. We have been taught what feeling good looks like right? We have been fed images 
of women who are happy and healthy and successful and vital and energetic and taking care of themselves. And for me in my lifetime, I know this is shifting a little bit, but in my my lifetime, none of the women who felt great about themselves in those movies, TV, magazines, images, who were taking care of themselves, who had that amazing feeling of success and happiness and health and vitality, none of them looked like me. They all looked like models who were a foot taller than me, who had legs twice as long as mine, who had thighs a quarter of the size of mine. So there's this gap, there's this disconnect between how we feel and the image that we see, right? It's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That's what I look like? It's shocking. It like causes us to like, you know, it's, it's just like a very big, there's this very big gap between how we feel. And again, this is after a little bit of work to, you know, repair our relationship with food and movement and all those things enough that we can actually have these moments of feeling good in our body. But there's this gap when we start to feel good in our body between how we feel in our body and how we look. And I know that that's not true. I know that there are some women whose bodies actually do really look like the cultural ideal. And that's why this work can be so much easier for those individuals. Because when they actually do the work to get into their body and to care for their body and heal their relationship with food and movement, and they start to actually be able to access what it feels like to just be, to just be in your body, connected to hunger and fullness and appetite and satiation, um, that mirror reflects back to you how you feel and what you've been taught it looks like to feel that way. And the reason that this work is, is incrementally and exponentially harder for women in, in bigger or differently shaped bodies is because that gap becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And so even when you do the internal work to feel good, um, you're contending with the gap between how you feel in your body and what the picture or the reflection in the mirror or the window looks like. And so, you know, I'm well aware that my gap is much, much, much smaller than it is for other women and that the work is going to be very different from them. But regardless of how big that gap is, we never benefit from buying into it. We never benefit from being like, oh, yep, the gap is big. So I guess my body's the problem. You know, no, 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 no. I know that it's harder for women in different at, at higher weights and in, in bodies that are shaped less and less and less appropriately, you know, in quotation marks. But we never benefit from buying into the story. We always benefit from doing the work to close that gap and to understand that feeling good in our bodies and taking care of ourselves and accessing that feeling of vitality and health and happiness looks many different ways, right? So that's all I really wanted to get into for today. Um, In terms of homework for today, I just want you to think about this experience, right? The experience of, if you've had the experience of just having even a moment of being in your body or, you know, silencing the thoughts in your head long enough to just enjoy, you know, typically if we have an experience like this, um, if you, if you don't really know what it feels like, it typically looks like a moment where we're engaged in like laughter, like belly laughter or, 
um, play of some sort where we're just out of our heads just enough. Our heads are, our thoughts are quiet enough that we're just in our bodies. And the experience of being in your body is just one that tends to be much more emotionally neutral. Um, again, unless you're someone who lives with a lot of chronic pain, um, it tends to be more emotionally neutral. It tends to be pleasant. Um, even when there is information that's telling us that something's off, it's not so judgmental or harsh or negative. It's more like just feedback, neutral present moment feedback. Um, being present is a big part of the feeling of being in our bodies. We don't tend to be lamenting the past or like future tripping and getting anxious about what this means for us for the rest of our lives. Um, so I just want you to play around with the idea that, that it's a different experience to be in your body versus to be in your head, in thoughts about your body. And that when we get into our head and when we get into thoughts about our body, if those thoughts are judgmental and harsh and critical and negative, um, it, it affects the way we feel in our bodies. Um, so just play around with that. That's, I'm just going to leave it at that for today. Um, play around with that and then meet me back here on Thursday where we're going to, we're going to go into part two, which is a little bit more about, you know, being in your head versus being in your body and some action steps that we can take. I just wanted to say thanks again for tuning in and for being part of this community. Um, and if I could ask anything of you, if you're enjoying these episodes, please leave a review, rate the podcast, um, share it with a friend, Share it with five friends. Anything that you can do to spread the word about the podcast and to raise the ratings on iTunes really helps me out and helps me keep this keeps me helps me keep this baby going. Uh, so thanks again.